This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you are listening to Payne.tv slash gold. Operation Notepad, ladies and gentlemen. This is Operation Notepad. I have so many notepads around. All right, folks, let me continue with this. I was actually planning on getting back into the military.com podcast, but uh, I think this is important now, and and you guys asked me to do this, so now my attention is has been shifted. Thank you very much. But no, they, 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 we'll do this, and then we'll get back into the uh, Cyborg Soldier program, and we can start to now kind of cross-reference between Paperclip and the Cyborg Soldier program. But uh, where we left off, folks, was the government's willingness to neglect the demands of justice to satisfy the needs of security. So throw all the morals and ethics out the window. We need more security. We're going to take these monsters and their monster technology, and we're going to merge with it. All right? If we weren't that before this even started. It goes on to say, the decision came from the top, the BBC reported. Records show Hoover, folks, J. Edgar Hoover, the cross-dressing FBI director, ladies and gentlemen, he signed off on the use of ex-Nazis and paid little attention to past crimes. So this is the government. This is the state making the decision to now merge with the guys that we supposedly just beat in this war that we propagandized the whole country into getting into to fight these bad guys destroy the nazis and now we'll hire them we'll merge with them because uh uh-oh the next boogeyman is behind the corner we have to fight the soviets so now we're going to ally with the fascists goes on to say one accused war criminal alexandris lalikis had an alleged role in the extermination of thousands of Jews, but was nonetheless recruited to work as a spy in East Germany and eventually lived in Baston, in Baston, Massachusetts. It goes on to say, quote, all of us were collaborators, end quote, with Nazis, Lalikas once said, quote, the whole nation, since it was acting according to Nazi laws, So I made mistakes, mistakes, or let's say the crimes, which I am accused of, end quote, right? So as he says, the whole nation was acting according to Nazi laws. Now, our whole nation is operating under and has been COVID land, the high school theater production. So all of the doctors, all of the scientists, 
all of the engineers that help propagate that, all of the CEOs, all of the department managers, the store managers, et cetera, that help that. Did they get off the hook? Because they were just following orders? If it turns out later that, I don't know, maybe a bunch of people end up, you know, passing away because the jab and or the booster ended up, at the very least, just being an experimental drug that went bad. I mean, I'm sorry, at the, yeah, at the very least, but at the very best, that, that that's what it was. It was just a mistake. I mean, did they all get off the hook? Hey, I was just following orders. I just jabbed people with it because I was told to because my uh, insurance company that provides my liability insurance said they'll drop me if I don't jab people. I mean, did they get off the hook or are they complicit in this? It goes on to say it was a secret the CIA worked long and hard to protect, even as the spies died one by one. Word of intelligence agencies... Nazi collaboration first began to seep out in the 1970s, a flow the agency tried to stall in a series of battles with the Justice Department. Right, so now again, you have factions of the state, the CIA and the Justice Department, and so now they're battling, you know, whether things should be kept secret, folks. It's such a joke. There's no factions within the state, it's the state. All right, it goes on to say, the FBI in 1980 declined to disclose records showing 16 Nazis had worked for the government hunting communist sympathizers, saying it wanted to protect, quote, the confidentiality of such sources of information to the fullest possible extent, end quote. All right, so again, this is about... This is about now the United States supposedly, after they defeat the Nazis, they partner with the fascists that they defeated to then go after the communists, the Soviets. But when you look at our situation today, are we not a merger of fascism and communism? This was consolidation of power, and the United States wanted to be in control of this stuff we are going to hold the patents on fascism on communism on technocracy on transhumanism and so we really do we really do i mean again this is a concerted effort uh between all of these major companies uh, countries at a one world government level but uh we wield a lot of power folks i mean right now over in poland where my wife is from and I wanted to move to right now, they're forming a full-blown alliance where the United States is coming in and basically going to control everything. So I don't know. I might have to move to like a hole in the ground in Nigeria or something. It goes on to say, then in an additional battle with the New York Times, the Justice Department refused for years to declassify a report that illustrated government agencies' coziness with von Bolschwing. He's the advisor to the architect of the final solution, among others. Only, quote, under the threat of a lawsuit, quote, did it do so. Okay, so now there's a threat of a lawsuit, as if the justice department is afraid of a lawsuit so anyway this becomes part of now the official narrative it goes on to say it's a period that few seem anxious to relive one that caused great pain to american families who learned often suddenly that a relative had assisted in acts of genocide well what happens here (laughs) 
what happens here if people start dropping like flies, folks? And it comes out that the doctors and the pharmacists and such were involved with jabbing people with a deadly juice. There's going to be a lot of family members who find out that uh, their relative was involved with an act of genocide. It's going to be crazy times if that happens. I'm not saying I'm just presenting this because I know this stuff spreads around and a lot of people believe that um, this may be the case. It goes on to say few families were more surprised than that of Von Bolschwing, an agent who integrated himself with the CIA by portraying himself as a, quote, Nazi gadfly, end quote, CIA reports show. Although he never developed into a, quote, first-class agent, end quote, the CIA was sufficiently grateful to help him emigrate to the United States in 1954, the report stated. All right, so this is Bolshevik, the Nazi aristocrat who was the advisor to the architect of the final solution to kill all the German Jews, the CIA was sufficiently grateful to help him emigrate to the United States in 1954. The CIA advised the Immigration and Naturalization Service about his past as they understood it. It agreed to admit him nonetheless, end quote. Right, so there's a guy helping architect the final solution who helped propagandize all Germans into what we would say is anti-Semitism was then brought to the United States, right? Brought to the United States through the CIA via Immigration and Naturalization Service brought here. He then began what would be his second life. Oh, he went into the metaverse? No, no, no. Not that second life. His second life, the full scope of which only came to light in the early 1980s when a civil complaint accused him of lying about his Nazi party membership. His son, quote, couldn't quite process the words, end quote. Time reporter Eric Lickbaugh wrote in his new book, quote, this must be a bizarre mistake, he thought, maybe some sort of cruel hoax. Denial followed disbelief. In an instant, his mind raced through everything he knew about his father or everything he thought he knew, end quote. Von Bolschwing was always mysterious about his time during the war, the San Jose Mercury News reported in 1981. He said he served time as a Gestapo prisoner, later worked for the CIA, and left it at that. Only under interrogation did the multitude of cover stories peel away. Quote, were you a member of the Nazi party? Quote, one investigator asked him. Quote, yes. 1932, I think through 1945, end quote, he responded. Now, years later, his son thinks he should never have been allowed in the United States. Quote, it should never have happened. End quote, he told the Times. Quote, he never should have been, been admitted to the United States. It wasn't consistent with the values as a country. End quote. Sorry, kiddo. Your dad should have been 
if we are to believe the history we've had, we've been told, your dad should have been executed and you possibly would have never been born. I mean, that is the reality. This man was the advisor to the architect of the final solution. This man was the Yuval Noah Harari to Klaus Schwab. But you understand here, we took the advisor to the architect. I'm repeating this because it's very important. The advisor to the architect of the final solution hired him into the CIA the Central Intelligence Agency, the one that is supposed to protect me and you, right? That's what we're led to believe. They run missions, intelligence missions, and pass intelligence to the military to protect us, to support and defend the Constitution of the United States from enemies, foreign and domestic, in secret missions, to protect us. And they went and they hired the advisor to the architect of the final solution and then brought him into the united states allowed him to have free reign and then supposedly years later his son says wait my dad was a nazi he should have never been admitted into the united states it was not consistent with the values as a country i wonder what the son is doing now eventually we're going to delve into that but ladies and gentlemen do you see what the state has done Are there any questions as to why the programs that I've covered here at the Dustin Gold Standard and other ones you may have researched on your own, is there any question why the United States has turned into a technocratic transhumanist regime? Because we brought these people here, and I'm not even blaming them. I am in blaming J. Edgar Hoover, Alan Dulles, and our own government who allowed them to do this, ladies and gentlemen. Our government is 100% behind the development of what we see today, this transhumanist nightmare. All right, folks, when I get back, MK Ultra. this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. All right, so you've got a bit of the foundation of Operation Paperclip and just a couple examples like Werner Von Braun and uh, Otto, this wonderful gentleman the uh, advisor to the architect of the final solution. And so now you've got a just an understanding, a basic understanding, because we're going to get into this more in the next uh, several episodes. But I want to show you just something else that's going to come up uh, as we discuss Paperclip. And this is MKUltra, which many of you have probably heard of, but not sure if you've heard of the ties between Paperclip and um, MKUltra. 
And it's very important because MK Ultra is really the basis of some of the brain initiative, the mind control, stuff like that that's going on, uh, grew out of MK Ultra. So let me just show you this here. Up on the screen, I have Heretz.com. It's H-A-A-R-E-T-Z.com. And this is an article from February 2014. See, this cache of documents came out back in 2014, which is why we're seeing a lot of these articles from back in 2014. And so, like everything else, it was brought up and then forgotten about. You know, like Edward Snowden, love him, hate him. I have no idea if he was a spy or whatever his his real purpose was or he was just a whistleblower or whatever. But he said one of the things he feared the most was not being captured by the United States, which if you were a spy whose job it was to release that information and help normalize it, then you'd have no reason to fear being captured in the first place. But it was that everyone was going to forget about everything he was telling us about the NSA programs that were going on, the spying that was going on. And so we forgot about it. And so the same thing here, all this information comes out in 2014 on paperclip and the public just accepted it. It became normalized. It became part of the lexicon. And so people were desensitized to it. So uh, let me read you this one. Nazi scientists help United States test LSD, that's right, folks, psychedelics, on Soviet spies, new book shows. It says U.S. recruited high-level Nazi scientists to fight the next war against the Soviet Union. And let me just give you just a little bit here. This is important because it's the bridge from what we were just talking about, paperclip, to MK Ultra. So it says here, Nazi scientists who produced chemical weapons for Adolf Hitler were hired by the United States to fight the Cold War and helped United States intelligence test LSD and other interrogation techniques on captured Soviet spies, according to a book by United States journalist Annie Jacobson, right? So we brought her up before. And so now what they're talking about here is that the scientists were then hired by the U.S. to help fight the Cold War against the Soviets. We already talked about that. And helped the CIA test LSD and other interrogation techniques on captured Soviet spies, folks. So it says, quote, under Operation Paperclip, which began in May of 1945, the scientists who helped the Third Reich wage war continued their weapons-related work for the United States government, developing rockets, chemical and biological weapons, aviation and space medicine for enhancing military pilot and astronaut performance, and many other armaments at a feverish and paranoid pace that seemed to define the Cold War, end quote. I thought it was just uh I thought it was just fighting over the uh whatever folks. It's just it's crazy. It's so crazy. Right? So now it was a race to transhumanism. Uh, It goes on to say uh Operation Paperclip was a post-war US intelligence program that brought more than 1600 Okay, so I said 1,500, now more than 1,600. I've seen both, but uh, German scientists to America under secret military contracts. The 21 men examined in the book were dedicated Nazis, and eight of them, including Walter Schreiber, 
the former Surgeon General of the Third Reich, who became the chief medical doctor of Camp King, a clandestine U.S. facility in the American zone of occupied Germany, worked side by side with Adolf Hitler, uh, Heinrich Himmler, or Hermann Goring during the war, Jacobson writes. Six stood trial at Nuremberg. Okay, so you see, I don't want to go into detail on this yet because we're going to eventually circle back around to this. But you have this Walter Schreiber, who was the former Surgeon General of the Third Reich, who became the chief medical director of Camp King, a clandestine U.S. facility in the American zone of occupied Germany. He worked side by side with Hitler and Himmler, right? So now he, he works for us. We just we convert him over. He works for us, but we're the good guys. Don't worry. This is all for our own security. She goes on to say, um, Operation Paperclip left behind a legacy of ballistic missiles, sarin gas cluster bombs, underground bunkers, space capsules, and weaponized bubonic plague. How did this happen? And what does this mean now? Does accomplishment cancel out past crimes? These are among the central questions in this dark and complicated tale, end quote. So now we're going to get into something we haven't touched on yet. It says, as part of Operation Paperclip, at least two Soviet spies captured by a Nazi spy ring were given LSD in a safe house in Abruzzo, Germany, Jacobson writes in an expert uh, excerpt posted on the Daily Beast. So it says between June 4th, 1952 and June 18th, 1952, an ISNO-CIA inspection and security office team applied artichoke techniques to two operational cases in a safe house, explains a memorandum about the United States artichoke program on modifying behavior through covert means. In the first case, light dosages of drugs coupled with hypnosis were used to induce a complete hypnotic trance, states the document, cited in the book, one of the few action memos on record that were not destroyed. And we'll get into that soon. This trance was held for approximately one hour and 40 minutes of interrogation with a subsequent total amnesia produced. Okay, do you see, like, what we were doing here? So we got this Nazi guy, this madman, you know, transhumanist Frankenstein doctor who was the Surgeon General for the Third Reich, who's now our chief medical officer at our clandestine base. (laughs) Unbelievable. He worked with Hitler and Hitler. Folks, I mean, is this stuff driving you crazy? It says they gave light dosages of drugs coupled with hypnosis were used to induce a complete hypnotic trance. All right. This is the beginning of the mind control experiments that have led us into the brain initiative under DARPA that we've discussed. You see why I have to lay out this stuff before we get into paperclip and mk ultra because if you don't have the understanding of what we're doing today you will not have the appreciation on when we talk about paperclip because you're going to say okay this is stuff we did back 
you know, 70 years ago. No, folks, that's the beginning. 70 years ago is the history, which is the beginning of what we're doing today. And then as we know now, where we're going in the future, which is full-blown Neuralink brain trip uh, chips and transcranial electronic stimulation helmets to completely control the mind. It all connects, folks. This is 100 years in the making. By the time they reach their goal of, let's say it is 2050, you'll go from the end of the 1940s to 1950, 100 years to go from conquering the fascists, absorbing their Frankenstein technology, bringing it back here, experimenting on veterans of our own military, experimenting on people out in the civilian world who have paralysis and dementia, and then experimenting on the general population to then being able to build whatever cyborg superhuman race these people are building. See how it all connects together? It's all part of the same story. There's, it's not broken up into little organic pieces. It tells a complete and total story, folks. Let's continue with this. It says, quote, the plan for the enhanced interrogation program was meant to be straightforward. Drug the spies, interrogate the spies, and give them amnesia to make them forget, end quote. Doesn't that not sound like the technology that Dr. Charles Morgan III was talking about to the to the um, Marine cadets at West Point? Marine uh, Military Academy, and he was talking to the cadets and the faculty, and he was saying how we could basically plant things inside people's heads, memories, train them while they're sleeping, and then basically give them other drugs to make them forget about all of that when they learned it, when they met people. Where do you think the technology that Charles Morgan III is talking about in 2018 came from? From all this stuff that went on. It goes on to say, Artichoke Program Administrator Richard Helms, the future director of the CIA. See, you get moved up the ladder, folks. When, when we were just talking earlier, let me make this point. When we were just talking earlier, when Annie Jacobson said that there's no way anyone in government, in U.S. government, could ever play this this naivete that they did not understand that the people at the highest levels of science and engineering inside the Nazi regime did not toe the line for the Nazis or they wouldn't have ended up at those highest levels, right? She said that. Well, look at this right here. You have Artichoke Program Administrator Richard Helm, future director of the CIA, later said in an interview that America had a responsibility to test LSD. Yeah, so we tested the LSD under Richard Helm. He towed the line for the CIA, and then he moved up the ladder to become the director of the CIA. What is the difference between the CIA and the Nazi regime? What's the difference? What is the difference? If we're doing it and they were doing it, now we're doing it. What is the difference? Folks, I'm going to go long in the show. When we get back, I'm going to finish this up. Ladies and gentlemen, think about that. What is the difference between the CIA and the Nazi regime? Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. And you know what, folks? Give me one more second because I hit the wrong button. <laughs> hey, this is a live show, folks. I'm not even going to edit that out. This is Dustin Cole with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. 
Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.